All right, open your Bible with me to 1 Samuel 30. I'm going to read very fast. 1 Samuel 30. Um, I'll read from verse 1 so that we get the understanding of what I'm about to preach this morning. I'm going to read so fast. 1 Samuel chapter 30 from verse 1 to 18. Are you there? Open your phone and your tablets. We want to read together. All right. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day, they found that Amalekites had made raid of Negev, the south country, and of Ziglag, and had overthrown Ziglag and burned with fire. And they have taken captive the women who were there, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off, kidnapped them, took them away. You know, like the Boko Haram from my country. They took them, kidnapped them. All right? When David and his men came to town, it was burned. And their wives and their sons and daughters had been taken captives by the kidnappers. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they were too exhausted to weep any longer. Now David's two wives have been captured, Hainoam and the Jezreites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. Further, David was greatly distressed. Because the people spoke of stoning him, for all of them were embittered, each man for his sons and daughters. But David felt strengthened and encouraged in the Lord his God. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. David said to Abihata the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring me the ephod. So Abihata brought him the ephod. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this band of wickedness and kidnappers? Will I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. For you will certainly overtake them, and you will certainly rescue and recover the captives. So David went, and he had 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook of Bethel. There those who could not continue remained behind. But David pursued the Amalekites, he and 400 men. In verse 11, they found an Egyptian who had collapsed in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he ate and they gave him water to drink and they gave him piece of fig cake and to cluster and raisins. And when he had eaten, his, his energy returned for he had not eaten bread or had any water to drink for three days and three nights. David said to him, to whom do you belong? Where do you come from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, a servant of the Amalekites. My master abandoned me. I am part of those people that came to destroy Ziglar. When I fell sick three days ago, they abandoned me. We made a raid of Negev, Sherites, and on that which belongs to Judah, on the Negev of Caleb, and we burned down Ziglar with fire. So he was part of them. Then David said to him, Will you take me down to these people, these wicked people, these kidnappers? And he said, Please swear to me by God that you will not kill me. Before I reveal this secret to you, or turn me over to the hand of my master, and I will bring you down to these kidnappers. When he brought David down to the Amalekites, and had disbanded and spread over all the land, they were eating and drinking, and they were joyful and dancing, because all the great spoil, the women, the, the lots that they have taken from the land of Philistines, uh, the Ziglag. Then David men struck. And the attack from twilight, twilight until the evening of the next day. And not a man of the Amalekite escaped, except 400 men who rode camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives and the children. What next? 
is the topic of my message. What next? What next? All right. In the first service, I told them the story. But I'm not going to do that because of time. Where I've just read 1 Samuel 30 from verse 1 to 18, we all heard about what happened to David. The wicked one, the kidnappers, the Boko Harams, the headsmen, they came, they attacked. They took the wives, the children, and every living thing, including animals, in that city of Ziglag. Now, it would have been good if they had captured alone, but what did they do? They burnt down the city. They rained it down with fire. The Bible said in John 10.10, 10, the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is the purpose of the devil. You don't pray for the devil to change. The devil cannot change. That is his purpose. All right? The purpose of God and Jesus is to come to restore. And today, everything that the devil and the enemy has destroyed and stolen in your life, Jesus will restore in Jesus' name. Amen. So this enemy came and they stole and they destroyed. I felt so bad and the pain that the parents of the Chibo girls in Nigeria would have been going through as a man, as a parent. Two and a half years, they have not returned those children, those girls. Can you remember the pain of a parent? Train a child to a school and she was captured. You don't know if that child is alive or dead. So the same thing happened to David. The Bible tells us when you read verse 6 and 7, the Bible said, and David cried, he wept. He cried, he wept. And some of us, because we are men, we don't want to cry. We feel that crying is a sign of weakness. Who told you? Men also cry. Jesus wept. Joseph also cried. I have cried. Listen, if you have to cry, please cry. Cry and let out the steam and the emotion. Don't bottle it up. What leads to distress and depression is because we so much bottles our burdens and our pain. We don't share with people. We don't express our feelings. In this society, you don't find people to help you. Everybody for himself. When you are sad, nobody knows. When you are happy, nobody knows. The only question and the language they speak to you is, are you okay? And guess you cannot tell them you are not okay. Many of us hide under that statement and said we are okay. Of course you are not okay. The fact that you are in UK doesn't mean you'll be okay. So David was attacked. The families, the cities were burned down. They were destroyed. In verse 10, David, in, in a point of his life, remember David in 1 Samuel chapter 16, flashing back to the story of David. David was tendering his father's sheep. A bear came. David said, I killed that bear with my hands. A lion came. I destroyed that lion with my hands. This same David, a man of war, a man of valor, a great man, a champion. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, when you read from verse 1 to 17 and beyond, Goliath, the giant, 
was a terrorist to the children of Israel for so many years. There was no man strong enough to confront him except this David. Now, in verse 6, in 1 Samuel 30, it was this same David now that is now crying like a baby. Now, let me just announce to you today that seasons can change. If you find yourself in a season where you have to cry, you have to pray, please do. Don't prove to God that you are strong. You can't be stronger than the Holy Spirit. Many of us will want to prove to God that we are strong. Even in His presence, we begin to utter some prayer to God as if we are so strong. You are not. Be yourself like David. He cried. He wept like a baby. And the Bible said in verse 10, after he had cried, after his men wanted to stone him, they accused him, they criticized him. The question is this. The wives and the children of David also was, were kidnapped, isn't it? Was it a cause of that problem? No. But listen, like I said in first, first service, pray for leaders. Leaders are going through issues. You really don't understand what leaders are going through. When we sit down at the comfort of our room, we watch TV and we cast stones against the prime ministers, we cast stones and criticize the president, we even criticize the pastors and the politicians. They are not perfect, they are human. Pray for leaders. So they wanted to stone him, they criticized him. But the Bible said in verse 7, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Please be encouraged. Whatever season that you are going through now, please be encouraged. Never be discouraged. That season also will be over. There is no season that lasts forever. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time to be born and there is a time to die. There is a time to weep and there is a time to mourn and there is a time to, to be happy. Please. Don't think that is the end of your life. Whatever season that you are going through, whatever pain that you are going through now, pain can never last forever. That I've known. Ask women. Whenever they want to give birth, it's as if that is the last birth. It's as if that is the last child. They will tell you, I will not try again. This pain is too much. After that, they will still try three times more, four times more. Why? Because pain don't last forever. After that pain, what, what comes? Joy comes in the morning. So I prophesy to you as you're seated that your season and your time of joy is coming in the name of Jesus. Yeah. In verse 10, the Bible tells us that David inquired from the Lord, shall I pursue? Shall I go after them? The Bible says in verse 10, David pursued after the captives and kidnappers with his men after crying and weeping. The question is this. What next will you do if you are in David's shoe? What will you have done? Will you remain there? Many of us, we think God will act on our behalf if we don't take our cross to act. Many of us, we think prayer is enough to move the hand of God. No. Many of us, we think fasting is enough. Fasting is good. Prayer is good. But what about action? Putting your faith in action. Do you know that if David had remained in that situation, weeping and crying for years, that man waiting, God has prepared that man 
that wants to share the secret of the kidnappers, waiting for David. So many of us seated here, don't miss your miracle. Your season of pain is over. All right? Your trauma and the situation that you are going through that is not conducive, that is not a good moment, is over. Make a move now. The time is for you to take a step of faith and move. Listen, you may not know what God is preparing for you in future. It is not for you to know. You just take a step of faith. There is a help waiting for you. There is a support waiting for you. There is a man and a woman God has prepared for you. But until when you take a step of faith to move, you may not encounter that help. So in verse 10, David moved. And as he began to pursue, he took action. He met help. In verse 11 to 13, the Bible records that David found help and the right information. He received help and the right information needed for his situation. Help is waiting for you in the name of Jesus. You will not miss your helper of destiny in Jesus' name. Now, what do you do? Let me ask you this question. If you have been attacked and the enemy have come to kill, to steal and destroy and to spoil, to kill your life, your home, your marriage, your finance, your business, even your health, what do you do? Do you fold your hands? What next? Do you keep moaning? Do you keep crying? Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, weeping and crying will not move the hand of God. I've been there before. Weep and cry did everything. Nothing moved him. My situation remained the same. Until when the man of God told me, listen, you are not the only one in this world. God has got so many millions of children. Many are weeping the way you are weeping. So your weeping and your sad moment and mourning will not move in. I said, yes. He said, yes. I said, what will move him? He said, your faith. He said, your faith. Clean your face. Guard up yourself. Make a move. Forget about what has happened. You have lost. You have lost. Yes, it's a loss. God can recover what you have lost. But if you keep mourning and weeping in that situation, you may be there forever. David took an action. He did not remain. He went after the enemy. Whatever you don't confront, you don't conquer. In life, anything that faces, if it is your health, challenge that your health. If anything is fighting against your health, challenge it with prayer. Challenge it with fasting. Whatever you don't confront, you don't conquer. You need to act. You need to take a proper action. You may not know the direction to turn to like David, but don't remain in the spot. Take a step of faith. Help is on the way. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Number two, what will you do next? If you are in the same situation with David, the question you will ask yourself is this. Where is God in this now? Where is God in this situation? Many of us have questioned God before. Many of us have queried God before. Many of us have blamed God for our situation. Many of us have blamed the church. We have blamed the pastor. That is true. A leader must take responsibility. Of course, God is our father. But the 
problem and the, the, the beauty of this situation is that as good as God is, kind, nice, wonderful, powerful, God will never do what you ought to do for you. Everything that you are meant to do as a child of God, if you refuse to do it, God will not do it on your behalf. So, will God fulfill his promise according to what I believe? And I will hold on to it. Yes, he will surely do. Will the promises of God be established? Yes. Will it ever fail? No. God told David to pursue through the priest. He said he will surely recover. And he recovered. Listen, in verse 18, the Bible records that and David pursued and he recovered. May you recover whatever the enemy has stolen from you in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray, but before we pray, many of us listening to me now, we're going through some, a desperate situation. We are asking God for help. Our case is so urgent. Some few of us seated here, our situation cannot wait till the end of the year. We are so desperate for solution. But I want to announce to you today, God will not fail you. Amen. I said God will not fail you. Amen. Because he is not a failure, he will not fail you. Amen. Help will locate you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Let me just tell you, because you are special in the sight of God, you are precious to him. And that is why God will never fail you. And let me ask you this question. If your business, your health, your finance, your relationship is failing, who do you turn to? You turn to God. And you can recover if only you don't give up like David. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. There is hope for you. There is hope for you. For as long as you are living, there is hope for you. One of our brothers, a student, came into this church and uh, he planned to settle. Brought the wife. That was about 10 years ago. And there was no job. And only the wife was working and the, the job of, of course, wasn't a good, good one. So for months and seven months, there was no job. And of course, you know, the brethren and the church were rallied around him. And because he was one of the ministers, we were helping, we were supporting. In fact, the church took over the payment of the house bill for a year. We did that. After a year, no job. He was still job hunting. Good and loaded brother. Educated. Then one day they said, Pastor, look, I'm tired. I want to go back home. He said, where are you going? I said, you're going back to Nigeria. I said, did God ask you to go? He said, no, but this suffering is too much. I said, stay in that suffering. Stay in that suffering. So he refused to come to church because of my advice. That was too harsh. For two, three weeks, we didn't see him. Ministers went, they prayed with him, we did VJ just to encourage him and everything. There, there was no job. Unknown to this brother that God was going to make a way through his service in the church. Somebody somewhere peeked in his CV and said, you volunteer as an administrator, but that is not your field. Is that true? And he had an interview. He said, yes. He said, for how long have you been doing that? He said, for almost two years. And they said, you are not paid? They said, yes. He said, you will hear from us. 
three weeks after the calling and they gave him that job. You may not know when God will show up. Don't give up. Because there is always help around the corner. If you throw in the towel now, what are you doing? You allow the devil to clap and rejoice over your situation. But I pray for you today that the enemy will not rejoice over you. Every pain that you are going through today will come to an end. Every sickness and disease that is taunting and attacking your health today will come to an end. Anywhere the enemy is throwing arrows against you and your family, your finance, your business today, we return that arrow back to the sender in the name of Jesus. So, brace up like David. Pursue. Fight on. Don't sit, don't fold your hand. And the Lord will show up for you in the name of Jesus. Stand up on your feet. You will recover all. I said,